What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy Family. D. Mendy, Marty Party, Doc, and Little Cheesecake with you guys tonight, as always on a Thursday night. Doc, I got to start with you because you are the copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> um, if I were to ask you, and I were to say you were the Jalen Brown of this podcast, what would that mean to you? Uh, that I'm a secondary role player to you and that I'm going to request going to my own podcast. Uh, I mean, I was wondering where you were going to take that because you could say that you're under you're an underperformer. You could say that you're a star that deserves to be shined on a, a, your own stage. Like There are so many different ways. I feel like Jalen Brown is almost like uh, people just curse him now. Like he's like a totally, uh, he's out of Austin. Yeah. There's no way he's staying there. Um, we also have Marty party in the house tonight. Isn't it baseball season? What are we doing here? (laughs) Playoff basketball, baseball, December. We there's baseball. Let's talk about baseball. Yeah. Hell yeah. Marty party's showing your age. Why is that? That's, that's like the biggest boomer comment you've made since we've been here. Yeah. What the talk about baseball on our baseball podcast? That's oh, how <laughs> dare he! It's not, it's how not December. He. It's not basketball season. <laughs> it's not. It's it's uh it's always just fun talk season with with your boys here. As uh, also, of course, a little cheesecake in the house. Uh, fresh off hanging with his boys and ready mm-hmm. for the show. What's going on? Uh, not much. I'm I'm uh, crossing my fingers on um, on a Gunner Henderson getting out of his funk this this week because. He was inexplicably dropped in my uh, TGFBI league, and my team there is hurting for um, hitting. It's also hurting for pitching. Um, so Kopech and Gunnar Henderson were both up last week, and I bid heavy on both. I ended up getting Gunnar, hoping to climb out of the cellar of TGFBI, assert, uh, assert my dominance in the fantasy community. I can't believe that, they were, that Gunnar was a free agent in TGFBI. I was surprised to see him there, I and I bid – 94 the backup bid was only 55 it was uh i was happy to get him i I didn't mind the overpay at all he's been pretty good yeah Yeah. david David, you always ask us how we're doing how does it feel being a liar (laughs) what are you talking about i'm talking about you lying oh the fact that i tweeted your trade oh five minutes you're not supposed to be be checking twitter while you're on the show david are you gonna be are you gonna be posting this on twitter no First thing, yes, he posts it. So uh, we're going to get to that. I want more votes to come in. Well, we'll get to the trade at the end of the show that Doc is trying to make in a fantasy baseball league we're in. So we'll get to more that. I'm sure- it was offered, but David didn't even deny being a liar. So be careful if you trust this guy. Before Just we get saying. into that, we got to <laughs> always hop in our comments. We got our guy Forrest in the chat. Uh, he's driving out of service, but he's trying to check in before he loses service here. Uh, he has also cheesecake makes the ladies get ex- very hot. Uh, he uh, loves cheesecake swag. Marty, why did the Tigers all of a sudden to start to play well today? From Toby? I don't know what happened. Um, but we're all we're just as puzzled, puzzled as you are, Toby. No one knows. Alex Fiedo <laughs> with eight strikeouts. That's crazy. Yeah, Alex Fiedo is not very good. Um, but of course you guys know, we're going to talk about our WOW players of the week. Bring out your dead. We've talked about some upcoming schedules. Uh, we talk about our two-star pitchers. You know the deal. Let's get into it. Let's go through with the triple play fantasy rundown, starting with our WOW players of the week. Kicking things off with Owen Miller of the Milwaukee Brewers. You may have remembered him with the Cleveland Guardians. Over his last seven games, a 393, 414, 786 slash line, three home runs, two steals to go along with it. He's got 24 hits. 10 for extra bases, 8 RBI, and 10 runs scored across 16 games in May. Uh, I should have looked and see who wanted to do Owen Miller because I totally forgot to look. I think, Marty, you said you were going to do the Millers tonight. Now that's coming back to me. Marty, Owen Miller was a pretty much a nobody with the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, is he somebody with the Milwaukee Brewers? Do you mean Owen Miller, my 48th round pick in the triple player's ball? Is that is that is that who you're talking about? Gosh, I'm finding a new podcast. My <laughs> first over the first uh I'm currently first place, not only in our division or our league, but overall. So shout out to me. But yeah, uh for Owen Wait, Miller on the Miller Brewers, has. first base, second base, and third base eligible. 
not only in uh, TGFBI, but also like um, or like NFBC, but also in Yahoo. So um, yeah, he's batting leadoff in the deep league. He's fine. Fifteen team league, sure, play the high hand for a little bit. He's getting a stolen base there, um, but 10, 12 teams. I saw him get picked up in my infamous ten team league. I wouldn't do it, but uh, larger uh, fifteen team leagues, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think you got to ride the hot hand in those fifteen team leagues while you can. And Owen Miller is definitely one of those kind of type di- dudes. I wouldn't necessarily count on him being a contributor down the stretch all season, but again, somebody that you got to make sure you take advantage of while he's performing well. Uh, speaking of performing well, this former first round pick, Mickey Moniak, uh, formerly of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, is doing big things with the Los Angeles Angels at the expense of Taylor Ward, Elsie. Over his last seven games, he's got a 400, 400, 900 slash line, two home runs, five RBIs. He's over in two straight games and uh, started three straight games in left field and at the leadoff spot um, going into last night's games. Uh, Mickey Moniak, again, the, the Angels seem like they can't necessarily find those consistent pieces outside of Otani and Trout. We thought Taylor Ward might be one of those guys very much underperformed this year. Moniak is getting kind of the starts in, in, uh, in exchange for him here. Is Moniak the real deal? Uh, well, he was first overall pick. He's got mm-hmm. the talent. He's got, you know, that's that's quite a pedigree. Uh, his performance right now is really inflated by his Babbitt. He's currently sitting at 563. But he has a 296 XBA. He's, he's, he's hitting well. Uh, his zone contact rate is actually at 83 percent which is which is interesting because his strikeout rate's really high and that's really what has me concerned the most that 34 percent strikeout rate three percent walk rate just just that's gonna lead to some violent swings in 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 hot and cold streaks um and i think that's what you can expect with moniac uh he's got a lot of talent he's got he's got a lot of talent in him um his his uh his scouting grades Let's see. His latest scouting grades don't show a lot of raw power or game power, but show a pretty good hit tool. I don't know how how to how to analyze what to say about that because he's he's shown some power and a one one ten uh, max exit velocity, but uh, the strikeouts really have to have you worried when you start looking at Moniac. They're going to lead to a lot a lot of cold streaks that are going to be frustrating. Yeah, definitely somebody in points leagues. I'm not even looking at mm-hmm. roto leagues again. Maybe ride it out while you can. Another player. I'm not. Too keen on picking up, so I think Elsie outlined it well there. Doc, you get the lucky one. You get the Thong de Jong here, uh, who is I think, been one of the most popular candidates for this type of category across all fantasy baseball shows. Uh, we see glimpses of him being a huge impact bat, and then he goes through an unbelievable cold stretch, gets demoted, then gets promoted, uh, then he's off your fantasy team. I'm wondering if, if if he's actually back. Over his last seven games, 304, 407, 870 slash line. He's got four home runs, 10 runs over that time, and even giving you two steals. He's numbered five times in a 10-game span and eight times in 24 games so far this season. Uh, it's been said that he has a, a shorter stride to the plate this year, so he's got a, a kind of a different approach here. The Thong de Jong, Doc, what are we doing with him? This is exactly who he is. I think he's this generation's Randall Grichik for the Cardinals, where he'll go through hot stretches. They signed him to an extension early, and he's not going to live up to it. His his walk percentage and K percentage is pretty much in line with the career. 8.2 for 8 for his career and 26.8 K percentage for 26.1 for his career. Now, granted, that's down from 33.33 last year. I mean, he will give you some pop. He has 20 home run potential. What I think I actually like more is the stolen bases. He had three in 77 games last year. He has three in 25 games this year, so he might be giving you some double-digit steals if he gets consistent playing time. But Max Max EV, 34th percentile. And this is a guy before the season starting started, didn't even have an everyday role. Remember we were talking about how many uh, Cardinals were crammed up at the plate. They had to send... Jordan Walker down, Tyler O'Neill to be on the IL. So I don't know. Yeah, it's very hard with the Cardinals. They're doing always a bunch of different things with their lineup. But that's how you win, just like guys like Toby picking up the young when Machado went on the IL. He's given you uh, more than production than Machado was. That's kind of making the best of that situation when you uh, have a stud go on the IL. So that's how you win fantasy baseball. Toby knows what's up. Uh, Joel in the chat, who I don't recognize. I think this is one of the first times I've seen him. So welcome into the show. Would you want the young 
over Vargas or Arcia rest of season in Roto. Um, I will tell you, it's interesting he puts Roto because I think if he had said points leagues, I, I would have taken Vargas um, because Vargas doesn't strike out a lot and has a high walk rate. I still think I would take Vargas, then DeYoung, then Arcia personally. Uh, I think okay. Vargas is really starting to try to find his stride um, and has a better lineup around him. Not as many questionable parts in terms of getting hitters in there. Uh, what do you guys think? I think I Vargas for the yeah. playing time. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Vargas doesn't strike out a lot. He's walking a ton. He doesn't chase. He looks pretty good out there. He's only 23 years old. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like Arcia as well. I think I might have DeYoung third just because I don't know if I trust what he's doing for rest of season. Arcia has been pretty good when he, and he, when he's been healthy. Yeah. So I think we're all in agreement here that, um, keep Vargas if you have him. That's, that's definitely the priority there. Um, but yeah, DeYoung right now is just hot. We don't know if it's going to stay that way. Uh, he's definitely shown in the past that it's, he's not a consistent player over the last couple seasons here. Let's talk about some pitching doc, Brian Bayo, uh, very high prospect pedigree, and he's shown flashes, but over his last five starts, he's really been putting it together. 28 innings, 26 hits over those 28 innings, eight earned runs, which equivalates to a 2.57 ERA and 29 Ks over that time. He's got a 12.2% swinging strike rate over these five games and a 61.9% ground ball rate. That swinging strike rate's in the top third percentile of baseball. And the 61.9% ground ball rate is like Framber Valdez type of level of ground ball rate production. Uh, so a lot to like here from Brian Bayo, but is it the real deal here, Doc? It is not the real deal. And, uh, you know, high prospect pedigree. I think he's a good streamer. Definitely some guy that has some K upside. But when you go to his baseball savant, savant page, it's a Mr. Freeze. Ninth percentile hard hit percentage. 16th percentile exit, exit EV. Um, 22, 22nd percentile on X slug. And then you look at the injury history and just kind of the durability. He's gone more than 65 innings once in his career. Um, and that was back in 2019. And he's already at 35 right now. So you have to hope um, that it holds up. And, and my apologies, I meant um, under 90 between or under 100 between both levels. So I think he's a good, like if you picked him up, you're happy in a DC 50. Like that's a, that's great where you got him at. But the expected ERA is almost a full run higher than his normal ERA. So. I think it, he kind of is what he is, a streamer. And a sell-high candidate for you, Doc. I yep. dis- I disagree. Ooh. Yeah. Break it out, Cheesecake. Uh, Break go. it out. I, I want to know. Well, I, what I'm curious about is how much of those expected stats are from his first start where he got blown up. Because he's his last three three or four I can, starts. I can tell you that. Uh, if, you, if you start talking, I'll get that information yeah. for you. His uh, his last three starts have been against the Braves, the Mariners, and the Angels. Three pretty good offenses, and he's had uh, 18 innings pitched over the last three and only given up five earned runs, which is pretty good. Pretty good ERA, a little bit over two, with 18 strikeouts in those 18 innings to to six walks. So I I like him. I think I think he's a pickup everywhere. Because uh, uh, because of his pedigree, because of his arm talent, and I think he's starting to put it together. So the game against the Mariners, and the Mariners have been a struggling offense. And yeah, let's not act like they're they're more of a name brand at this point. He walked five right. batters. Yeah. So, and his home runs per nine right now is one point seven eight, and that's not just from the first game. Yeah, he does seem to give up some home runs. He I gave up two last games, zero against the Mariners, one both games before. He's given up at least one home run in every outing besides the Mariners. Yeah, I I just I look at the Ks. I look at the way he's been able to keep the the runs down overall in the last few games. It looks like he's starting to put it together. He's, he's an American. A- he's an American League Edward Cabrera. What? You think he's oh I have no trust in Edward Cabrera right now. I don't know when to pitch him. But I, I, I'm throwing Bayo out most 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 starts. I, I didn't throw him out one league where I have him this week because I was scared of the Angels and he had a really good start. So and I can tell you guys in May, right now, uh he has a three sixty five X FIP, four fifty eight FIP, 
Um, left on base, 85.5%. So he's been getting very lucky there. Nine, nine Ks per nine. I'm assuming because May, obviously, it's been pretty much most of where he's been really good. Um, yeah, so the XFIP. Yeah, so XFIP still, again, 365. So that's still pretty good. Um, but I, I can see what you're saying too, Doc. The FIP isn't great. Left on base shows that there's room for aggression. The BABIP is 270. So it's not like that. You could see that regress much. Um, it's definitely a very questionable profile. Um, Obviously, a very much a talented pitcher, but how talented is he, I guess, is the question. And I like this next pitcher more. The cover boy of this show, Bobby Miller, who I've always liked more than Gavin Stone. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Bobby guy, if you could say. Uh, his first start in the big leagues, five innings, four hits, one earned run, and five strikeouts. Had 10 swinging strikes on his 95 pitches with the average exit velocity, 93.4 miles per hour. That's not great. Um, that's not a good average exit velocity to have, but his fastball consistently reaches a hundred and he had 31% usage of that in his first start mixed in his secondaries really well. Uh, I think he'd be the one to keep the rotation spot. If your eyes comes back, Gavin stone has not done much to show me that he deserves to stay up. Uh, and again, I, I was definitely, I think you're in the Bobby Miller camp. You're in the Gavin stone camp in terms of who you think is the better prospect. I've always thought that power fastball would play a lot better in the big leagues here. Uh, so again, Marty, you wanted to talk about the Millers tonight, Bobby Miller. Time. Is he, is he somebody that when fab goes this Sunday, you should be emptying the truck for here? I wouldn't go over. I mean, and you actually should be at a point where over the last six weeks, every, you know, somebody in your league who spent at least $200. So it's possible you could be able to get him in that one 150 range, if you believe, and this is a big if, if you believe he's going to stay up, he's guaranteed one more rotation spot. I believe he's better than Stone. I don't think it's even close with uh, Urias and then now Dustin May out for a while. Um, I will be throwing some bids out there, probably in the triple digits. Um, I'm fully in on him. I think in all leagues, he's worth a, he's worth a pickup. Uh, until uh, until further notice, and let me let me think. We let me hear what you guys think about this. Harold Reynolds on MLB Network. Yeah, the old Harold Reynolds. He compared <laughs> him to Josh Beckett. Oh, interesting. And I was like, you know what? That's actually that's actually pretty cool. Um, six five two twenty. He's a big boy. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, right now Miller, fire him up everywhere if you can get him. Even in your ten team leagues, Marty, are you picking him up? He was already picked up. In a 10-team league? Oh, scooped up already, yes. By a Dodger fan. Shout out to Tony, a fan of the show and and a good buddy of mine. But, yeah, he's already scooped up, so we'll see. But, yeah, yeah, in a a 15-team, I'm going to be buying this weekend. Yeah. Is is Miller going to be durable enough in an innings eater to be Josh Beckett? Because I feel like that was one of Josh Beckett's calling cards is that even when he got bombed, unless he got really bombed, he'd go like six innings every time. I mean, Bobby I Miller, know. right, is still very young, uh, so maybe. Not. I think I think of him as like a work, like Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez is a workhorse. Why was that the name that popped in your head, Eduardo Rodriguez? I don't know, but because, I don't hate it. Uh, but no, I was because just win really or lose, quick. he always gets. He always goes. Same with Sandy. What about Sandy? I was like, Sandy Alcantara would be who I would have picked. <laughs> with why uh, is with that, Miller, why is that they were looking at his, um, specifically with Miller looking at uh, where he released the ball. It's very similar to where Beckett did. And they're both Dodgers, of course. Although I, th- I always think of Beckett as a Red Sox, and I think most people do. I think of him as a Marlin. Whoa, yeah. touche! He champion. Yeah, yeah, that's where I remember him too. Like when he was, he came up and and won that World Series team in two thousand three. Uh, that's definitely where I, my mind goes. Uh, this kind of this next guy kind of looks like him a little bit in terms of the hair and the facial hair. Michael Kopech. Um, I, I I forgot to change the. Uh, the bottom, the stats are right on the graphic, but the reasoning on is not. I forgot to change that. Uh, Michael Kopech over his last two starts, 15 innings, three hits, 19 strikeouts to one walk. Uh, that is legit. Uh, he also, from what I've been hearing, was working on changing his release point and his mechanics. Um, he's been kind of e- experimenting with his pitch mix as well. He's kind of undergoing the, the so-called uh, changes, if you will, to try to get more effective. As someone that faced him in a couple leagues this week, he's been he absolutely destroyed me. Uh, seeing that thirty plus points from him, uh, from Michael Kopech of all people, how he's performed this year is just a uh, just a punch to the gut. Elsie, my question to you is: somebody that you just won in Fab over this past week because he was dropped. Uh, is this is this the real Michael Kopech? Uh, is the old Michael Kopech the old Michael Kopech? Is he somewhere in the middle? Uh, 
very interesting kind of just how quickly he's transformed here. What are your thoughts? Well, I, you talked about the, uh, the change in his release point and, you know, we, we had Nick on the show, Nick Pollack. Mm-hmm. He had said something like, you know, you you look at a statistical thing, you try to look for some other thing that you can say, oh, that might be a reason for this increased statistical performance, this, this improved statistical performance. You know, you try to, you try to validate the statistics as they come in. And the change in release point does seem to, does seem to show that he's doing something different and uh, it's, it's, it's leading to better results. You know, we all, we all talk about prospect growth being nonlinear. It's the oldest, oldest thing in the book. He's been around for a few years, but he he still hasn't gotten his footing in the big leagues yet. We all know the arm talents there. I think you have to move forward and try and pick him up as if he's gotten it, because what other? There's no other pitching. You know, mm-hmm. I I really like what he's doing. I the, the, you know he hasn't faced good offenses. We'll see what happens when he faces a tough, tough team. But, uh, but I think, you know, as, as I said a lot this season, jump to this port because it is stormy out there in those pitching waters. Pick up Kopech and it might, this might be, uh, this might be a good move for your team. And I, and the, the, the change you pointed to, I think is a, is a good reason to, to expect increased results as long as that continues. Yeah, keep an eye. You're looking for the tangible changes, and Michael Kopech definitely has some things to uh, to trace to there. So, uh, very intriguing player to pick this up. Is in the your same favorite. guy that gave up four consecutive home runs. His like, yeah, but I think they runs. they said he was tipping his pitches in that game. I don't care. I I have that's a tangible reason to give up four straight home runs if they know what's coming. That's I, have, I don't. I that's hate, not mark against him. I have hated him ever since. Oh, you had him on your team. Uh, that was the game that I bet 600 on Tony Disco to knock it. Oh, that's why you don't like, I I get, I get that. I get that. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about really quick. Our most added players of the last seven days here, courtesy of CBS, Bobby Miller does take the top spot here added in 40% of leagues. Jake Berger, who's been really hot for the white Sox at 34%. Michael Kopech, Dane Dunning, who, uh, is our guy, uh, he's actually not in the chat tonight. Um, his uh it's his favorite guy here like uh, ted talks yeah someone yeah. we need a search rescue team if he's not here what's going on he might be he might be dead <laughs> <laughs> ted where are you buddy we're worried about you uh michael lorenzen james paxton matthew libertor and jorge soler uh then we also go to the most drop section and that his headline surprisingly did uh did Seth Lugo get hurt and I just missed the boat on that one? Yeah, he's on the I.L. Okay, that's why. Yeah, I was like, why is he the most dropped player? Uh, Graham Ashcraft, who when he's good, he's golden Graham Ashcraft. When he's bad, he's Graham ass, ass crack, as I've already called him. I said Graham ass hat. Uh, he's he's every negative thing you want to call him right now. He's been brutal. Wade Miley, Brandon Marsh, J.P. France, Hayden Wisniewski, Jamison Tyone, and Patrick Wisdom, who I believe I heard he was striking out in 50% of his plate appearances in May. He's been just awful, uh, just dreadful. Um, so yeah, drop Patrick wisdom as of right now. And then as far as schedules for next week, every team plays six or seven games, except for the Kansas city Royals and the St. Louis Cardinals. They play five. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say, Missouri? Why don't you want us to have baseball? I know it's just like, they got other things on their mind, like the Kansas city chiefs or something, you know? Uh, but anyway, that says your schedule for next week. Uh, just really quick in the chat. Uh, Joel, who's again, uh, hanging out with us tonight. Speaking of White Sox, what do you guys think of Eloy? Do you think he's a better trade candidate than Renfro looking to get more power in my league? Um, Renfro, cause Eloy will have something happen where he won't play again. Yeah. I love Hunter Renfro. There were, yeah, I definitely keep Renfro. Not to mention he's one of like low key, one of the best outfielders in the game. And Eloy probably is the bigger name value. So you probably would get a bigger return for Eloy than you would for Hunter Renfro. Yeah. So I think I think we're all on the same page there with you, uh, Joel. Although it definitely is a, uh, if your league mates smart, they'll know Eloy's probably not going to play. <laughs> so uh, I guess it depends on who your, your league mates are there. Uh, but with that said, Elsie, I'm going to turn it over to you. There are a lot of people hurting in this past week. So yeah. why don't you talk about some bring out your dead. Eloy is a good segue. We, uh, we, um, we, we have a lot of hurt from people who have rostered Eloy, a lot of hurt from people like myself who, uh, who are having to rely on Gene Segura and 
like if Ellie De La Cruz comes up to the bigs in my DC in our in triple players ball DC 50 team to, to, to fill out our roster injuries are killing, but, uh, but you know, it's not about me. It's about you guys. And, uh, a lot of people wrote in this week. Thanks everyone. You know, I put the tweet out every Wednesday. This is, uh, we come up, I come by on the Thursday night though, with my cart and bring you bring out your dead today's bring out your dead starting off marty graham ashcraft is graham Ashcraft yet again this is this is a good this is a good illustration because ashcraft is a uh is a stuff plus guy who 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 should be good according to stuff plus but he's just not good according to his performance it's it's an interesting it's an interesting um it's an interesting dichotomy you know, not, no stat is perfect, but you know, stuff plus is something that I do look at with a lot of people. But uh, with Ashcraft, it, it was it was a real fooler on you uh, so far, David. You of course brought up Corbin Burns, and he's tested my patience as well. Um, you you did suggest that you'd sell him for the naming rights to Marty's firstborn child. Marty, uh, you okay with that? I don't know. Please uh, say it one more time. Would you take Corbin Burns for the naming rights? for your first kid <laughs> sure <laughs> not this year no not, not this year not this year okay. last year yes <laughs> fire them up <laughs> i would need more um uh, i agree i agree i think burns plus you know maybe uh maybe freddie freeman i'm not sure um, <laughs> I almost uh, said that. that's the name that you bring up <laughs> uh brock Ness monster and sammy reed also commented two former guests on our show thanks for commenting on bring out your dead brock Ness brings up alejandro kirk oh my goodness the man is the man is currently 583 on the Razball yeah. player raider no power that's uh that's not been there for almost a calendar year uh and, uh, you know, uh, Sammy also telling us he's got uh, Kirk and uh, Corbin Burns both on his main event team. That's a rough one. You know, uh, Burns, not sure what's wrong with him this year. Uh, not sure. He's just not looking like himself. A few more people writing in. Doc, of course, giving us the Jose Abreu update. Still zero home runs on the season for Jose Abreu. That is uh, – that's that's a tough one. We're you're gonna tee up. Let's let's schedule next next week's tweet uh, as well, Doc. Let's just put it in the in the calendar for, to go out for next week. The man is the man is washed. I need <laughs> Jose Abreu to hit a home run so then I can drop him. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get his first home run. I need to get his first home run. I like I can't let somebody else roster that. That would no. be too painful. I wonder if he would even get picked back up or how quickly, like who's yeah. going to give him a chance. That's my question. I haven't had the heart to drop him yet, but I did sit him this week. Just, I, I, I can't drop him just yet, but uh, that, that zero home runs on the season, that number, that zero keep gets bigger and bigger every week. Let me tell you, he might at this pace, steal a base before he gets a home run. <laughs> 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 it's possible. It's possible. Carlos Santana has like five this season. Uh, Real sports talk, bringing up Nestor Cortez. You know, Nestor Cortez, what it has been with him is the home runs. 1.6 home runs per nine in April, 1.7 in May. Giving up uh, six earned runs, two ga- three games ago, four earned runs the last game. I have him on a few rosters as well. I really like what he started last season. Just not doing it this year. Just not bringing it for you. Not the uh, taking a brown pick 112, 115. Boy, boy, that's about where where Logan Gilbert went. It's about where a lot of really good pitchers went this year. And uh, Nestor is just uh, real disappointing. Sam Brewington, first time. Thanks for thanks for writing in. Sam, I hear you on Julio. Julio's number 102 on the Razball Player Raider this season. For someone who went first overall, second overall, third overall. Art, I want to say, I took Julio Rodriguez in the F-Pass League, number three overall, in front of Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, my God. Absolutely brutal. That hurts. I hurt for you, man. I hurt for you, man. Julio, though, when you look at it, if you, if you put his stat cast ratings next to each other, his his batted ball profile is not much different from last season. It, you know, he could turn it around. This is this is the 
the ebb and flow of a season. I, I, I think that the bones are there for this to come back around. So, uh, so good luck rest of the season. Otherwise, I got, I got Nestor. I got, I got all the players thrown on the cart. We're gonna bring them out to the ditch for you. All right, another great week of bring out your dead. I was trying to, uh, so I just remembered, Doc, that I have your uh, updated uh, doctor's office image, but uh, I forgot I have to change the uh, the the file type so that way I can actually get it into the stream. I just remembered that. Yeah. Uh, so no. No image for the doctor's office. Um, but while I'm looking and pulling that up, we can talk about Marty Party's two-star pitchers because that's always a good time. So go ahead, take it away, Marty. And here I am writing into the time codes, doctor's office. And then, Marty, it's your ter- two-star yeah. pitcher. Oh, okay, all right. Keeping you awake there. Yes, okay. Let me, let me, let me go start here with the, uh, with the no-doubters. Shane McClanahan, he's a no-doubt pitcher. Possible top three starting pitcher in all of fantasy baseball. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think, think he is. Schreider, Cole, him. Is that, or, you know, Cole, Schreider, him, however you want to look at it. Shane McClan- McClanahan at the Chicago Cubs, at the Boston Red Sox. Zach Gallen versus Colorado versus the Braves. And Joe Ryan, he's been outstanding. And every, mm-hmm. st- uh, every stat you could possibly look at, he's been incredible. At Houston and then versus Cleveland. Uh, wow, Marty, you said he's good in everything except strikeouts. He had zero last game, I believe. He's been excellent all year. I, I'm not going to look at one game and think anything different of Joe Ryan. He's been incredible yeah, the entire is. season. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to the should starts. Nathan Avaldi at Detroit versus Seattle. Zach Eflin at the Cubs at the Red Sox. Bryce Miller versus the Yanks at Texas. Could be risky, but I'm 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 kind of feeling it. Uh Sandy Alcantara versus the uh Padres versus Oakland. Sonny Gray at Houston versus the Guardians. And Sonny Gray, he's usually been someone that's like been a staple in the uh in the risky business for me, but 2.59 X ERA, career high ground ball rate, his uh, strikeout percentage 29.2. And the Astros, uh, WRC plus of only 90, which is the 11th worst in baseball. Um, and Cleveland, uh, 76 WRC plus, which is the second worst. So Sonny Gray has a, that's a good schedule. Um, I know Houston's going to turn around at some point. That's just what they do. But uh, right now they're, uh, they're not as good as normal. Boy, Sandy has a nice two start there. That, that I realize it's a should start. But has Sandy fallen that far, Marty? <sighs> I know it was. I don't have a problem with you questioning that. It, it, it took a lot from me. That's why I at least gave him the photo. <laughs> gave him the shout out on the YouTube. Um, uh, at least you could see him. But um, yeah, uh, let's see. So San Diego, where are they at? Like right now, Oakland, the seventh worst team. So obviously, yeah, Oakland sucks. And then San Diego, where are they at right now? First righties. I don't. I don't. Twenty first. Yeah, he, he, it's either must or should. However you want to look at. It. You're not. You're, you're not going to sit him. You nah. know it's bad when art is giving you pushback on this. <laughs> I love it, man. I love. I love when. I think every time we talk about somebody, um, you know, it gives a chance to kind of lift under the hood because there's forty something matchups every time I do this. So I, I'm always interested to see which one pops off. Um, moving the risky business. So starting with Bryce Elder at Oakland at Arizona. Marcus Stroman versus the Rays at San Diego. Michael Kopak versus the Angels versus the Detroit Tigers. And then Tony Disco, Anthony Discofani versus Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. And if you're on the YouTube page, you'll see those four are highlighted in yellow. In a 15-team league, you're playing those guys no matter what. Marcus Stroman's just on the borderline of of 10-team leagues for me. Uh, Tampa's, I mean, they're the best hitting team in baseball. And the Padres, we know they've been underperforming. And it's been like two years they've been underperforming, but you'd think they're going to wake up at some point. But with those four top guys in a 15 team league, I'm definitely there should starts in 10 or 12 team. Eh, it depends, you know, who, who else you got kind of in your, uh, in the chamber there. But um, yeah. And then moving on to uh, Logan Allen at Baltimore at Minnesota, Kyle Freeland at Arizona at KC. There's going to be a league where I play Kyle Freeland. And I don't know if I should feel bad about it or what, yes. but I'm, 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 
I'm definitely going to have to do it. Well, you remember earlier in the year, you guys were mad because I put him as a must sit and then he did terrible and you guys didn't say anything, of course, um, <laughs> but you all yelled at me. He should have been a, you know, a risky business, but um, anyway, uh, Bobby Miller versus Washington versus the Yankees, James Paxton versus Cincinnati versus the Rays, James Paxton. I want to stop here, guys. What are we making of him? Does anybody have any, you know, thoughts on, on James? Look, 5.16 XERA, terrible. 31.7 yesterday. 31.7 K percentage. I mean, if you're like in a deep points league. He's not going to pitch the entire season. He's just not durable. Yeah, that's true. But like, it, what do you think about for next week? Uh, I, who's, who's his matchups? Uh, versus Cincinnati, versus Tampa Bay, both at home. Um, I mean, in, in a league where it's weekly – I would probably play him, but where you can do your, you can pick your pitchers. I would bench him versus the Rays, but I'd versus start him in Cincinnati. Art, assuming it's assuming Randy. it's in Boston. Yeah, they're I, both in Boston. Yeah, Paxton's looking like a team streamer right now. Cincinnati on the road. It's not like it's not like Fenway isn't a good hitting park. Um, they're both home starts for him. Um. Yeah, yeah, I I may start him. I may start him just just because And are you talking about in a 15 team league? In or? a 15 team, yeah. yeah. Just just because of the strikeouts he might get in two starts. 31.7 K percentage. So that's uh, and last D Many, what do you think, man, real quick? So I was looking at um his Brooks baseball page just to see um what his average velocity has been in uh this past start compared to uh, what it was in the starts prior. Yeah, um, and he, just real quick, lat, he's thrown 95 pitches the game before, and I think 107 the game before that. So they're letting him pitch. So he has had three starts in the big leagues this year. He was averaging 96. He was 96.6 on his four seam uh, on the 12th, 96.2 on his four seam on the 19th. And then on the 24th, it was down to 95 2. Mm. And coincidentally, what's his worst start of the year? Um, so the velo was down a mile per it's hour. Already dipping, huh? Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, they were talking about, hey, maybe he's amped up. It's his first start, what it was in two years or something like that at the big leagues. Yeah. Since, I, think, I think 13 years. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since, uh, since April 6, 2021 was the last yeah. time he, um, he, uh, he pitched. No, 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 I'm sorry. He did pitch in some uh, spring training game uh, in March, but uh, yeah, but like meaningful back-to-back game yeah. baseball. It's been yeah, it's been it's been two years, years. Right? Yeah. and the velocity has already ticked down a mile per hour. That's just something I would keep an eye on with him. Um, I'm a little concerned about that. I don't think I'm I'm too keen on him. Cool. All right, uh, little there's your uh, James Paxton breakdown, which I'm sure all of you listeners driving in your car wanted. Oh man, uh, <laughs> Brian Bello versus the Reds versus Tampa Bay. Cody Singa, who I love by the way, I just he's one of my favorite pitchers to watch, and he walks way too many people. And until he ever gets that under control, he'll be risky business probably till the day I die. Uh, versus Phillies versus the Blue Jays, he might even be better just to sit with. I mean, that, that's it's two tough matchups. And then lastly, we already talked about Nestor a little bit in his struggles. At the Mariners, at the Doyers, uh, you'd have to fifteen team league. Yeah, I'd fire them up. That's about it. And then lastly, the take a seats with with the poster boy, my take a seat poster boy, Yusei Kikuchi, versus Milwaukee at the Mets. Kel Quantrill at Baltimore at Minnesota. Ranger Suarez at the Mets at Washington. JP France versus Minnesota versus the Angels. Matthew Boyd versus Texas at Chicago. Rich Hill at the Giants versus St. Louis. But shout out to Rich Hill. He's actually been pretty good um, all year on my bench and like a that's like a my 35th pick in some random draft. But um I haven't played him yet, but maybe one day. Um Trevor Williams at the Dodgers versus Phillies. Adrian Hauser at Toronto at Cincinnati. Ryan Weathers at Miami versus the Cubs. Ben Lively at Boston versus Milwaukee. Uh, Jaime Barea at uh, at the White Sox at Houston, and then Austin Pruitt versus the Braves at Miami. Some ugly names on that list for sure. Wait, Marty, you're you're saying shout out Richell hasn't been that bad, but you have him on the take a C. Yeah, he's I, I can't there there is there's no statistic whether we look at a strikeout rate, whether we look at his XERA. There's nothing that points to him actually being good for the next start, but he keeps at 43 years old. He just keeps doing it. 
Um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't trust him. He's durable. Is he? For four oh. or five innings. Yeah. I don't know. to the win. Hey, <laughs> like I said, if you have him on your team, it's in a DC or it's someone that you picked up the stream. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're going to start him, but like, you got to have four or five better starters than that. I hope so. I hope so. Me yeah, too, shout Marty. out to Dick Mountain, baby. <laughs> Doc, why don't you take us to the doctor's office? That is a pretty good photo. I like that. Shout man. out D2 Fantasy Toby for that one. All right. So looking last week, we went 1-0, a 3.94 ERA, the 1.50 whip. That was a little bit high. And only 10 strikeouts in 16 innings. So we're going to try and get back on track there. But we're going to start out with Josiah uh, Gray. With the copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of Connor Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Is this your segment? No, but I just love the titles in, in the uh, the stream yard. It's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's the first time I haven't changed it this year. But Josiah Gray owned in 23.9% of ESPN leagues and last four road games. He's been great. 25 innings pitched, six earned runs. A 23 to 10 K to walk percentage. Going to face the Royals, who are three and seven in their last 10 games. They have been cold and they have a 292 OBP, which is worst in baseball. So for somebody like Josiah Gray that can walk a lot of guys, might not be a problem against Kansas City this weekend. So fire him up. Look at his face. He's ready. The next is Matthew Libertor. And this was just announced today because Ali Marmol doesn't know how to manage. Shout out Cardinals. But he's owned in 7.3% of ESPN leagues. And he throws three different pitches with all different speeds. A fastball in the 90s, a change in the 80s, and a curve in the 70s. So really keeping hitters on their feet. And the Guardians are hitting 219 against lefties. And he's thrown one inning since his debut, May 17th. So plenty of rest. And he's fighting for a rotation spot. So... You know, we talked about James Paxton getting a little amped up. Maybe Libertor does too. And then Edward Cabrera, who Art does not like, but he's owned in 6.8% of ESPN leagues as Art is wagging his finger. And for walks that have been an issue for him, he's issued two in the last 11 innings. And just for kind of reference, there was 14 walks in the prior 17.2 innings. Now his ERA is 5.05, but the expected ERA is 4.29. 51 Ks in his last seven starts has had at least six Ks in all outings and angels are batting 253 against righties as opposed to 283 against lefties. So Edward Cabrera will probably get you at least six Ks, a couple walks, but he hasn't blown up yet this year. All right. That's a good work there from doc. Let's go and let's talk about Marty's party and who's invited party, baby. It is time to Yo, start. that one with Taylor Walls last week was so crazy. Oh my <laughs> god. I wish we could talk about it on air. Wait, what what why what happened? Marty, oh. oh my god, you were like jumping off the roof and like drinking all this different stuff. It's crazy you don't even remember that party with Taylor Walls. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little behind this week. But yes, yeah. I got it. Yes. Me and uh I mean we, we went to the window and then Taylor oh, yeah, Walls. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Marty's party. These are the guys who are may or may not be invited. And as always, every single one of us plays along. Only one guy's invited. Um, my parents are only going to be gone like a few hours. So it's like a quick thing. <laughs> like, hey, man, like, yeah, come over. We'll drink some Mountain Dew, eat some Little Caesars, play a little bit of Madden, maybe two games if we're lucky. So that that's the party. So only only one of my guys is coming over. Brenton Doyle, Art and I talked about him over the weekend as we text each other about Fab and what we're not or maybe going to do. Brenton Doyle, outfielder for Colorado, 8% rostered, three games at home this weekend versus the Mets. 98th percentile in sprint speed. He's already got you a stolen base this week. Four home runs, seven stolen bases uh, on the year over those 77 plate appearances. And um, yeah, I I think uh, anytime you're at Colorado, it's worth uh, taking a look at him. Number two, Jake Boyga. That is Jake Berger, outfielder for the White Sox, 46% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Three games versus Detroit in Comerica Park. Ten home runs on the year. Detroit has given up the seventh most home runs in all of baseball. And when you go to Berger's um, baseball savant page, max exit velocity is in the 100th percentile. So 
I'm not worried at all that it's Comerica Park. If this guy gets any, if he like makes contact with that ball, it's going through the roof. His barrel percentage is in the 99th percentile. Um, so I really like that. Lastly, let me, let me pull a uh, stretch over my paper here. Oh, a kill, bad do. 1% rostered. Yes, I found a guy who is literally 1% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Outfielder for Detroit. Six hits in his last 27 at-bats. A home run and a stolen base. He's playing every day again. Either batting fifth, sixth, or seventh. Three games versus the White Sox, and the White Sox have given up the fifth most runs in all of baseball. Guys, I go to you. Is it Brenton, Jake, or Akil who's invited over to play some Madden with me? D. Mendy, starting with you. Jake has to be Jake. And why is that? I mean, first of all, guy his name's Jake Berger. You know he's a good time. Plus, he's been super hot at the plate. White Sox are finding ways to get his bat in the lineup. I think he was even playing some second base. I got to say, it's Jake Berger. Doc? Yeah, you know, as much as I want to say Akil Badu because he plays for the Tigers, that's kind of like nepotism in a sense, and and you're better than that, so no. Um, Brenton Doyle, I don't like that last name, and he's been striking out a lot. Really, too. it's not the first name that pisses you off because no, no, we I have a friend name. We have a friend named Brenton, and then, so uh, is he, and he's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, I good, feel like when fan. you think about like having like kids with your partner, and you talk about the names, you always associate it with somebody who you know. So. Shout yeah. out to Brenton. It's hard to be a good yeah. guy with that name. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm kind of going on the puns too. Like, I feel like, Marty, you're a good host, and you'd make a bunch of burgers with Jake Burger. Like, you'd have, like, some cheeseburgers. You'd have, like, a bison burger there, mm-hmm. a veggie burger. It would be yep. a burger party if your parents are gone a couple of hours. So I'm going him. Okay. Art? Well, <clears throat> Brenton Doyle is going to – the only one – well, he's going to get you some speed. He's got a home game, and he can come over, bring you some uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon, of course, created to be Coors Field beer. By I actually Coors like Brewing. Blue Moon with a it's, with a slice of orange. You get know yourself what I mean? an orange. Yeah. yeah. You know, Brenton Doyle is at the home of Blue Moon, which is you know for a cheap for a cheap old uh, Coors beer. Uh, hey man, it's, it's like closer to six percent on the alcohol. It can get you a couple of those. Get you a little twisted. It's pretty yeah. good. So you know he'll he'll pick up he'll pick up a stolen base or two, uh, and and some blue moon on the way. So I'm going with Bretton Doyle. That that is an amazing answer. But unfortunately, he's not invited because he's going against Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I don't know. Even though it's at Colorado, I, I don't feel right about that. Akil Badu is banned from my parties after breaking my heart last year. So that leaves, and this is what I put here, Doc. You'll you'll enjoy this. Always a good idea to have burgers at a party. Ah, Jake Mark. Burger, I can't wait for you to come over. I'm a medium. I'm like a medium well kind of guy. With you, you know? too. Yep. That's that's where I'm at. So yeah, let's fire them up. Let's have some fun. Yeah. All when right. you said the parents were gone for a few hours, it had to be a more of a of a you know gathering. Like a kill badu would be like I'm inviting a hundred people over. We're gonna like <laughs> jump off the the roof. You know, yeah, a kill badu things. A kill badu is an all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, let's close out the the, the uh, show tonight with a little bit of something different. So we were like we have some talks with you guys, kind of just you know. I think when we have these talks, it's stuff that might happen in your league, things that might happen, uh, you know, if, if you're doing dynasty redraft or, you know, we just got to try to cover a lot of different topics here. So before the show tonight, we're all sitting here and doc is telling us, Hey guys, I think in our home league, I might have a trade going down. And he, he tells me this in a group in a text earlier today. And we don't think a trade's actually going to happen. So he sits here and he tells Marty and myself before Art comes on. He tells us the trade. And Marty and, and me are... No, I was going to say, David, I got a text message an hour and a half prior with a breakdown of the trade. And I immediately said, for Doc's side, because I'm not giving it away yet, you have to do it right away. No, no, don't lie, Marty. You asked you asked how many teams in the league. And then yeah, you said... Yeah, because that's just general take- information everybody should get because i'm a smart guy and fans that's what you do when someone says hey how about this you gotta always ask how many teams mm-hmm. in the league that's that's mm-hmm. a free advice Mar- marty's text um give me that side nothing about asap immediately <laughs> give me I, that i mean yeah i mean that's pretty much that tells you what and i want. literally answered right away so 
the people are wondering, what is the trade that Doc was speaking of? And, and Doc doesn't like doing trades too often. So you know it has to be a trade that definitely benefits him if he's, if he's <laughs> thinking of making a move here. So I just, for curiosity reasons, I put the trade out on Twitter. It's a social experiment, if you will. Because Doc doesn't seem to think that it's a heist of a trade. Or maybe he does and he's just trying not to, uh, he's just trying to play it cool. I think he knows it's a heist. So we went to Twitter and we asked, which side do you think wins? Now here, I'm not going to tell which side is Doc's. So if you're listening right now, I will give you a chance to determine which is the better side. Side one, they get Freddie Freeman, Sandy Alcantara, Bryce Miller, and Tanner Bybee. Side two. They get Nolan Gorman, Ryan Mountcastle, J.D. Martinez, Logan Gilbert, Taj Bradley. So side one gets four players. Side two gets five players. In a 12-team points league. 12-team points league. Okay? So I'm going to let that marinate with you guys for a second. If you want to listen to that back and hear the trade again, I will give you a second to do so. Now, I'm sure you guys have your thoughts on who won this trade. I put this trade out on Twitter. Can you guys, did you guys see what the results were or, okay. So no, you don't no. know what the results are. Doc, do you know? I see the results. Okay. So Marty and, uh, and Art, you guys haven't seen the results yet. No. no. Okay. I'm going to ask wh- how, what the percentage is between the two. If, if you guys can guess what it is. Um, so how many, res- how many responses have you had? So right now we are at 269 responses and, and okay. just, Shout uh, the D Mendy, a quick 200 responses. He just dropped yeah. this thing. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. Shows up. It's like an hour ago. <laughs> ah, it's still good though. Uh well that was 272. So we might keep getting some more in. Hey. Um, all right. I all would right, say so it's 75%. Did, side one. one. Side one, yeah. Did you say like it was a 12 team points league? <laughs> Marty's I like, did not because I didn't think the there 12 was, team. I didn't even it's think a very big thing. Was, this is huge for me. There this wasn't context huge. needed. <laughs> um you said what? The the Elsie? I said 70, 75% would say um, that the Freeman and uh, Sandy side was better. I'm going to go 70. No, I'm going to go 65%. Well, I think you both are underselling the, the quality of our listenership and people that are on Twitter because 85% said Ooh. side one heist this trade. And I'm going to read you some of the comments in this thread. Our, my, our buddy Jamie Calander said, I'm racking my brains to find an argument for side two, but I just can't. Ken Balderson says, normally ask for league context, but not sure it matters here. <laughs> All right, touche. Marty, Marty disagrees. <laughs> James Diano says, side one by a whole lot. Uh, Wes says, I will veto it. I'm not going to read Doc's tweet. Real Sports Talk says, if you can guarantee me that Saj stays up in the majors all season, I want that side. So there was one comment for yeah, Doc's side. Advertising Wait, for was Doc's that the guy trade. who traded for him? If anybody hasn't realized yet from the, the narrative of this conversation, Doc got side one in this trade. And he is trying everything he can to make sure he doesn't put this whole trade on black. No. Like he's he got a heist here. I know Doc. Doc's the friend who only like does something if it like if it somehow benefits him. Yep. You know, like he'll ask you to do something only if somehow in the at the end of the day it's Doc's gonna be better for him. Real quiet. So we gotta even have Michael, <laughs> no, Michael, no, 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 Saying Doc is the side one, and yes, it's lopsided. Mike is the voice of reason. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you now, Doc. I would love for you to come back and tell me how this is a fair trade. Good, good for you for getting this trade. I will not veto it because I don't veto trades unless it's obviously collusion. Uh, but you, good for you, Doc. Good for you. I hope I hope this works out for you. I hope nobody gets hurt, and uh, I hope if you, uh, I hope you get all the way to the. Uh, semifinals and lose. So, yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, Dave, you're not rooting for me to win the trade. You're rooting for me to lose the trade. So you're a liar once again. Before the show started, David asked for me to repeat the trade. And I said, David, are you going to put it on Twitter? No, no, no. I'm just curious. Replay it for me. <laughs> so right, right there, take a grain of salt with everything David said. Now, in trades, there are, they're born from relationships mm-hmm. because – In professional sports, just like in fantasy sports, you want to have a good trading partner. 
Mm-hmm. So I did a temperature check on Sandy earlier this year. He was not trading. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm working today at my computer, typing away, making calls. I get a text. Who do you want for Nolan Gorman? We start going back and forth. He really wants Nolan Gorman. Just like in sports, people and teams value players higher than the other. So we start saying, who do you like on your team? Who are you willing to trade? Who is off limits? So now we're getting a framework for the deal. Now, originally, this was going to be a three for two, maybe where there was, you know, Mount Castle and JD and Taj for Bryce and Freddie Freeman. And I said, which of my pitchers outside there rank in order? And he had Logan Gilbert up very high, who he had last year and did very well for him. So I sent him a tentative offer and I said, what do you think about this? And it was a five for three trade with Tanner Bybee not included. And I said, okay, how about you include one more for five for four so that way you don't have to drop two people. And I said, just tell me who's not off limits for the last player. And he included Tanner Bybee in the list of players. So that is how the trade started. Now, I want to bring this up too because you can see that some trades in real life are ludicrous and maybe don't go through. So I think it was Cody Zeller. It was one of the Zellers and was offered and and the Bobcats were offered four first round picks and did not accept. And that was an awful trade that didn't happen. Freddie Friedman could get hurt tomorrow. You are judging it on paper by how it is now. And on paper, I agree that I won the deal. Oh, we were all waiting for that. We were just, but but he wouldn't have made the deal if he didn't think he was going to win it. I will say this, Doc. What I'm getting out of this, and this is for our listeners, number one, trades are all about communication. You just mm-hmm. don't you, – you didn't send a random trade to him and just hoping he might take it with no texting. You know, you set it up a couple months in advance. You tell him how beautiful his daughter is. You got him feeling good about himself. Yeah. I like that kind of Doc's stuff. Doc's a trade groomer. I love it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, building a good relationship with your league mates. That's important. Super oh, It was Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. The Hornets turned down four first-round picks for Frank Kaminsky. Now, the fact that a team would even Frank offer four – Yep, a team – a fact that the team would even offer four first-round picks for Frank Kaminsky when some teams didn't even have him valued as a lottery pick shows the juxtaposition of how people evaluate talent. So if somebody really likes a guy – and by the way, it's a five for four. So all five of those are rosterable. All four on that are rosterable. This is – Put in context, too, that he's two and five and has a bunch of holes on his team. So he's getting more depth yeah. for giving up less players. Gorman has been doing has been hitting really well. Um, the one thing I see this year that would give me a little bit of pause because his 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 batted ball quality has been really good is they have been pitching him so far pretty much the same that they pitched him last year as, as far as percentages of pitches. So uh, I'm wondering if there's going to adjustment going to be made to him. So I do think that he's going to come a little bit back down once they adjust to him, but he looks like a different player than he did last year. So I understand why, why, why he was a big guy for him. But uh, I do think you got the better to me. Freeman is, is starting to wake up from his early season slumber. And he's really going to start raking the, the the Dodgers. That to me, that that Freeman ad is really what makes makes this because buying low on Sandy is a and good Freeman. And Sandy, that yeah. you're this getting, isn't even a buy low window. Sandy Alcantara and Freddie Freeman are, are you're getting them at first and second round picks. Like those are first and second round players. And the best player you gave up, Doc, in that trade was Gilbert, Logan Gilbert, and Ryan Mountcastle. Like. It, this is, it's crazy, and you're selling Nolan Gorman at these. David, absolute- David, 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 would you trade Corbin Burns for Shane McClanahan right now? Yeah, I would actually. Okay, so you traded a guy that you took number three overall that you had the first pitcher for for a guy that went at, in the third round in our draft. So ADP really doesn't matter. But at I'm this saying, point I'm saying, like you're taking a guy that was ranked as number one or two to a guy that was ranked probably as like the fifth or sixth best pitcher. You're getting you're going from San you're getting Sandy Alcantara. He's getting Logan Gilbert, who was probably ranked what like eighth round. Taj Bradley, who wasn't even drafted in most leagues. 
and you're getting Sandy Alcantara, who was the Cy Young winner last year. You're getting Freddie Freeman, who's a, a, a top 15 pick. And the best bat you're giving up in the deal is Ryan Mountcastle, who's probably a, a six-round bat. Uh, Nolan Gorman, who's peak value right now. Uh, like J.D.? We 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 were we were discussing JD. Oh, and David, hold on. Yeah. Let's talk about JD. I wouldn't trade JD for anyone. JD four home runs in the last five days. JD won't hit sixteen home runs this season. JD has nine right now after being on the IL. David, so come on, come on. Let's let's hear. It. Let's start hearing. Let's this say the words good, I'm wrong. This is how good of a salesman Doc That's is. Right. That he is defending against his own trade. <laughs> when he just said he won it. No, no, no. It's I'm not even sure why I took this garbage. Yeah, no, like, you know what? It, it, it is at the point for David making when most it seem people like JD just be like... is dog poop. JD has nine home runs and 30 RBIs, hitting 268, being on the IL. And David said he would hit under 16 home runs for the year, and it's not even a third of the way through. And he still could do it. If he hits under 16, then I'm. I'm I, like, the fact is, he still has to hit. Seven more home runs to David. It's not Jose Abreu, okay? It's JD Martinez. (laughs) And by the way, I did try to unload Jose Abreu in this game, but he wouldn't. Of course, no, no no one wants Jose Abreu. No one wants Jose. (laughs) No one wants Abreu. Forrest, I know. I see Forrest in the comments. I I don't know if you were here for the trade discussion. I wonder if how you feel about if Doc uh, won this trade and just completely just waxed. uh, We call him Prez uh, at our league with this trade. Uh, but I think is he a listener of the show? I told I him to. I told him to tune in on our YouTube page right one. now. Let's yeah. see. I hope no, he, he might have missed the main part of the discussion. We we put in our group chat. I said, guys, everybody, tune turn to the YouTube <laughs> channel. We're talking about the trade that went down in our home league. Fred, Fred is a really good fantasy player. I just don't like this move. Maybe he proves it wrong, and and his guys I work mean, out. I think the biggest flaw you're making in this argument is where people were taken in the draft. But that's not even my main point of my argument. Your no, Sandy Alcantara is a freaking stud. You who, left you left a trade with Freeman and Sandy. I mean, yeah, on, like you let's, want, let's, you let's, want let's, it. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm I'm not denying it. I'm I know you can't. You accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also the one that that pro, that proposed no, it and he said yes to. No, I think yeah, that's yes the biggest no. takeaway is that yes like or no. literally you, like saying to your league mates happy birthday you know what i mean it's like not to be sneaky or whatever but you know what i mean like we're all friends we're just having a good time but seriously let me let me get sandy and freddie from you (laughs) yes or no please be honest with me you said he offered that he tentatively offered this trade to you correct um i we had like some discussions about two for ones (laughs) three for two and then i asked who do you want outside okay okay so so when the, the trade agreement was in place what did he say when you, when what like, trade agreement was in place? I said, "Tell me, who, rank my pitchers who you want." No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, 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 no. But and then and then he gave me the order. He had Logan Gilbert second, and I said, "I need to look some more in when I get home." And you'd probably have to include one guy to make it easier. This would be a blockbuster trade. But what do you think? I send this side. You send this side. He said, "Okay, I can get down with that." You tell me who you'd want me to include to get it done. So he double texted me okay. and said, tell me who you wanted it to get done. Okay, so you sent it back and he said, all right, agreed. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then figure out the last person. Okay, but so that the trade was in place. But then the trade happened while we were recording, right? So who was the one that sent the text that said, okay, are we doing this trade or not? And sent the offer to tr- really push the trade through. Was it you or him? Oh, it was me before Logan oh, Gilbert started tonight. There it is. He's in the water before, before Logan Gilbert starts tonight. Because if, <laughs> if Logan if Logan Gilbert gets hurt, then the trade is void. So from that perspective, Logan you don't Gilbert lose that on getting pretty Freeman and Sandy Alcantara doc, right? Well, Logan right okay. now, thirty point six K percentage and a three point zero nine XERA. So he's been good. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my want to overshadow that. Is, he's been great. But yeah, my my main thing is let's say something happens to Logan Gilbert and he waits. Obviously, the deal falls through. There's no because the trade takes forty eight hours, so there's no incentive for me to not try and push it before his outing tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Good for you, Doc. See, I'm, see I'm you happy know for what? You, you know I'm what? Happy for you. This is this is being a good general manager one hundred and one, and unlike David, who doesn't really ever make trades. I would make trades. Yeah, I have. I, David has not made a trade in a while. Ever since, or who did he trade you for? Shane Bieber. 
that David made a really bad trade on, and he's like never done a trade that since. That was Luke Voigt. Luke David Voigt. traded Luke Voigt for Shane Bieber one year. And the, year, the year Shane Bieber broke out, yeah. And, 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 and David and David could not stand the fact that he lost a trade and has not made a trade since. Yes, I have. I made this Max Scherzer trade. <laughs> oh, David David made a trade with a guy that, that did trade. it. That was an absolute – like that should have been vetoed. David, but I David, made, David made a trade with someone in our league that didn't check his team and made the trade drunk at a gentleman's club. But I, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I made it. Defending it. This stuff should it, stay in the locker room. I feel I like it, this is, I feel I, like I Ali Marmol it, here. I made it with <laughs> a guy that I made it with a guy that is an avid fantasy baseball player. Okay, we can leave this discussion here. I think so. <laughs> when are we getting him on the show to defend the trade? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, we can get him next week, dude. Hey, just give, give give me five minutes of your time. I want to hear what the hell will happen. <laughs> We'll get hey, we'll get him in for the first five minutes. <laughs> like, cocaine oh, is a hell of a drug, man. Uh, that was that was a fun. <laughs> I like when the round tables are just like that was good. Completely just off the wall, no structure. Uh, that was good. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the show, please make sure you guys show us support. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel and to the podcast feed, so you guys never miss an episode. Make sure you guys like the video on YouTube, so it can help get us some more traffic on the YouTube channel and across the YouTube sphere. And then uh, if there's anything you want to see on the show, if there are segments you'd like to see or or certain things you think that would make the show better, always – I want to see you, you out more weeks, David. Out more well, – that you'll be getting that wish uh, in the next couple of weeks. So, Or I guess a couple of months, I should say. But um, yeah, just make sure – if you, anything you guys want to see to let us uh, – to make sure we give you the best product possible, just let us know because we're always trying to prove and give you guys what you want. So for a little cheesecake, for Doc, for Marty Party, I'm D-Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys next week.